friend. My name is Wallace, and I'm a pastor. This morning, I want to encourage you with a word from God's word. I'd like to start by asking you a question. Are you comfortable with being uncomfortable? Well, friend, naturally you would say no. (laughs) It's not comfortable being uncomfortable. But you know, we can be comfortable with the uncomfortable situation that we are in. How? I'm glad you asked. I want to explain from God's word how you can. When we look at scripture, we see two things from Genesis to Revelation. We see a manifestation of a God who is both almighty, maker, creator, sovereign over all. There is no other above him. And we also see a loving, kind, gracious, gentle father. And we can call him father, those that are born again, that are Christians. We can call him Abba. We can be so close and intimate with the Father while He never ceases to be God Almighty. There's a couple of texts I want to share with you. The first one I'd like to share with you has to do uh, with God dealing with Israel as they have been captivated and have been overtaken by the Babylonians. And here in Isaiah 45, in God's word, God speaks to Cyrus, the Persian king. And he's basically saying, I'm going to use you to bring about my promises to my people. And so that's what happens. We fast forward the tape and we have King Cyrus overcoming these other nations that have captivated Israel, i.e. the Babylonians. And so Cyrus is used by the hand of God to bring about the promises. Now, as the Israelites are set free from the Babylonians because of this other foreign king, Cyrus, the Persian king, he now puts it into the heart of Cyrus to let the Israelites, to let the people, his children come back and build the city, the city of Jerusalem. What an amazing story that God uses the heathens of this world, (laughs) other powers that be to bring about his promises. This is not a holy, good king with a holy, God-fearing people. But as you read chapter 45 and you get down to verse 9, God really makes himself known in a way that you just need to accept. Verse 9 says this, Woe to him who strives with his maker. And then you see the second part of verse 9. I want to read. 
Shall the clay say to him who forms it, What are you making? Or shall your handiwork say, He has no hands? Woe to him who says to his father, What are you begetting? Or to the woman, What have you brought forth? Oh, wow. What a, what a, what a slap in the face. What a, what a reality that God can do what he wants to do. Who are you to question? Who are you that you might ask that God might explain to you what he is doing? You see, what God is doing in your life, my friend, you don't have a clue. It's so far beyond you. You just need to trust him because he's a heavenly father. Because he's your Abba Father. That's the hardest thing, right? It is. Let's be real. That's the hardest thing. It, it's, it's hard to rest in the loving, holy hands of a father. As we should and as the scriptures teach us and as we know is right. But then when those same hands bring about the pain, they bring about the struggle, then we say as the clay, to the hands of the potter. What are you doing? Why are you hurting me? Why are you allowing this? My friend, it's a question we ask. It's a question that we often ask and wonder. Why? And it, we struggle. We may struggle with our faith in a loving Father. We may doubt we may run amok and try to do things on our own, manipulating the situation to try to steer it the way we think it should go. But God reminds us, he says, your ways, O earthen pot, your ways are not my ways. Your thoughts are not my thoughts. Remember, friend, God is almighty and he loves you. And you look at Job. I mean, come on. Job didn't do anything wrong. As far as I could tell as to why Satan was released to do his dirty work. Ultimately, God was in control. Sovereign God Almighty. He never ceased to be. We have here in this passage, Job struggles. The enemy's after him. He's hurting. He is, that's, that word doesn't do it justice. He's been stripped to the bone. And his friends try to come to the rescue to explain what's going on, to bring solutions to help Job. And even his friends didn't have enough understanding or wisdom to comfort him. Oh, friends, how we can relate to Job when we are going through things. Nothing in the world outside of God can give us peace like only he can. And so we see Job in the end. Confronted again by this reality that God is almighty and he can do what he wants to do. We see that in chapter 38 of Job. It says, Then the Lord answers Job out of the whirlwind and said, verse 2, Who is this who darkens counsel by words without knowledge? Now prepare yourself like a man. I will question you and you shall answer me. <laughs> Where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Tell me if you have understanding. Who determined its measurements? 
surely you know or who stretched the line upon it and he goes on and on here in chapter 38 man just sit back and woe is me <laughs> lord you're in control i get it i hear you so my prayer is lord help me to trust you even in the pain i trust you have purpose in the pain that you're going to quench my thirst from the rock my friend i just want to encourage you today i don't know what you're going through i don't know what you've been through and i don't know what you're getting ready to go through but please know that god loves you with a love that you cannot understand his hands are holy they're kind they're gentle but they're set apart they can do what they want He's got a plan and a purpose. Just look at the cross. It didn't make sense. The son didn't understand it completely. We see that, but he surrendered. In his human form, we see Jesus, though fully divine, yet that's hard to comprehend. But focusing on the human aspect of him, he said, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He felt alone. It didn't make any sense. But God had a purpose in the pain, a great purpose to bring about salvation for all mankind. And he struggled in the garden just before that, remember? Take this cup from me. The same hands that hands me the cup to drink to quench my thirst is, a, is another cup of wrath that I have to drink. Take this cup from me. You see the holy hands of God. Bring about Peace, peace and patience and gentleness and kindness, but there's pain sometimes with a purpose. Look to Jesus. Look to the cross. Rest in the holy hands of a loving Father who's almighty. He loves you, my friend. Lord bless you.